This is The Road to Bathurst, a special edition podcast with the Red Bull Holden Racing Team. Welcome to the special edition podcast, The Road to Bathurst with the Red Bull Holden Racing Team. Uh, Along for the ride today, we've got our regular contributor, Will Dale from foxsports.com.au. Welcome, Will. Hello, hello. And great to be joined today by the driver of the Rebel number 97, Shane Van Gisbergen. Welcome to the podcast. All right, how's it going? Going good, going good. Now, talk me through, we're in the week leading up to Bathurst. What are you, what's it like for you in the lead up to Bathurst each year? Um, I try and not treat it any different to all the other races. Um, but yeah, obviously... Uh, there's more em- emphasis on the preparation of the cars and uh, the strategies and, and, and all those things that go into it. It's such a complex race and a, and a massive week. You know, you turn up turn up on Tuesday and it, and it all starts. I know we've, um, we've spoken about the, your preparation and your, your kind of lead up to race day and, you know, saying you get excited by the, the driver's parade and all the palaver, that, um, the kind of the lead up to actually getting to the to the race, but what excites you most about Bathurst week? Um, I don't know. I try not to get caught up in it all. Um, that's one thing, you know, you've, I've sort of struggled with it in the past. I just try and always keep it the same and keep the enthusiasm the same for, for all races. But, yeah, when you see that sign, you know, the, the Bathurst sign on the hill on the Tuesday when you turn up and the campground's already full of people, it's, it's hard not to. But, yeah, I, I just try and stay focused and... Yeah, keep keep focus on the on the game plan. So you you were saying that that was something that you struggled with. I mean, in the early days were you so excited and nervous about getting to Bathurst that it would kind of impact on your driving, or is that or is that something that you've kind of learnt to deal with over the last couple of years? Yeah, it's hard to say. It's just it's just basically such a long week. You know, you don't want to wear yourself out before Sunday because, as I said, we turn up on Tuesday and it's just so intense with um, so much media stuff and then the extra day of, of track time as well. You, you do so much driving there before you actually get into competition. So it's, a, it's just a massive week. So I try and try and build up slowly, um, you know, in, in all aspects and try and get going by Saturday afternoon and, and be ready for Sunday. How do you prepare different to Bathurst than a normal race meeting? Oh, as, as I said, I try not to. You know, you try and have the focus of, of all races the same. Um, but, yeah, mainly it's just an enduro stuff. You know, here today at the shop, the guys are practising the, the brake changes and there's a strategy meeting as well at the moment going on, which is why Shippy's a bit late. But, um, <laughs> just, yeah, there's a little bit more emphasis. But as I, as I keep saying, I just try and, I try and treat it the same. With, we, I know a lot of drivers, given there's the three-week break between Sandown and Bathurst, they have a lot of different approaches. Some of them love to try and be fully focused and spend a lot of time in go-karts. Some drivers go the exact opposite way and try and go completely off the grid to try and, I guess, cut themselves off completely from, from what's coming up. Which way do you try and go with it? Um, yeah, a bit of both. There hasn't been much racing going on and the weather's been shit in New Zealand, so I stayed home home on the Gold Coast. Um, but yeah, um, haven't been doing much, just relaxing and been at the shop most days. Um, just call in, see what's happening and um, yeah, just, just 
talk with the guys and hang out. But um, it's been, yeah, I just try and cruise and, um, yeah, just keep keep thinking about it. If Who do you perceive as your your biggest threat to to winning Bathurst this year? Um, probably ourselves. You know, it's such a long day. Anything can happen. You just need to have, you know, all the preparation right, all the scenarios for the strategy and have a have a strong car for for all day and all conditions. Um, you know, you don't want to be focusing on qualifying too much. You want to just have a car that'll be good good throughout the day, start with a good balance and as it rubbers in, get, get better and better. Um, talk me through, you know, there's a lot of guys who, you know, turn up to the circuit and their, their favourite part is, a, you know, across the top or coming down Conrod. For you, what's the, the most exciting part about the Bathurst circuit? Um... Yeah, I don't know. I guess the whole thing. Like when I when I first came it, came over here, it was only my my third race, I think, in V8. And um, in New Zealand, every, every single track at, at the time that I raced was flat. So you know, that's a, there was no no parts of the track that were flat. So you know, the way the car reacts going uphill, downhill, and having to learn all that stuff, and um, yeah, just just it's just insane the the elevation and you can't prepare for that. You, you watch on TV. We went there a couple of weeks before the race to drive around in a rental car and have a look. And but yeah, until you actually get there and drive in anger, it's hard to yeah hard to know what you're going to get. I know we um we I interviewed you for the the 2014 Bathurst special, and you were saying that it kind of compares to you know those big. Um, world famous circuits like Spa and the Nurburgring, which I know that you've you've kind of driven both. How yep. how does it compare? And when other drivers, when you're overseas racing in in those races, I mean, is there enthusiasm about those guys who want to come out and have a go, whether it be for the twelve hour or for the thousand? Mm. Well, it's like those. You don't hear anyone speak of like you know Bahrain or Texas, any of the new tracks. You know, they're just not not challenging. You know, all the all the old school tracks that you're not allowed to make anymore basically are the the coolest ones. You know, Spa. Mm-hmm. All my my favourites are Spa and well, actually Highlands in New Zealand is pretty new, but Tony doesn't uh, play to anyone's rules. He made a proper track down there, which was cool. But um, <laughs> aside from that, Bathurst is is just so challenging. You know, you would never think it would be a racetrack, and anyone who comes there, even Earl, who's been there, I think he's done Bathurst twelve hour four times now. Mm-hmm. And, He's um yeah just speaks so highly of the track and he's he's raced everywhere so it is um it is an awesome track because of the the challenges of it. So what's the most challenging part for you when you go out on the circuit? What's the part that you know that you need to consistently work on? Um, I don't know. I don't you don't focus on one part, but it's one of the only tracks where you drive out a pit lane and you you know you come in after the first run. And you've done a two oh nine or something two ten, so you think, Jesus, where are the five seconds going to come from? So, you know, whereas if you go to a Queensland Raceway or something, you're within two or three tenths after the first run. So, it is a bit daunting like that. You got to really build up to it. And then, of course, because it's a public road, uh, the track evolves so much. So you might get near the limit on Thursday, and then Friday and Saturday, the limit just keeps getting faster and faster. So, it's one of those tracks where you know, you just keep building up and, and the time keeps coming. If you could ever change one thing about one of your Bathurst races there over the last couple of years, what would it be? 
Oh, you can't change anything. You just have to learn from it. So, yeah, I never never take time to think about stuff like that. And you just have to learn from the experiences and, and try and be better with it this year. So how do you go? I know you've done, you know, that you, you've done the 12-hour, you know, a couple of times. You've done those big races overseas. As an enduro, how does it stack up with with those other races for you fatigue-wise and, and physicality-wise on you as a driver? It is it is physical now because the main driver gets in for the last stint at, like, lap, you know, probably 90 to 100 nowadays. So that's over 400 k's of racing almost. So that's, that's a long, long day. It is a semi-easy track to drive because you get such a long time down the straights and it isn't normally that hot. But yeah, it's a it's a long afternoon to keep focused if you're if you're in there till the end. But it isn't really an enduro nowadays. It's more of a sprint. I think even in my time, it's it's changed. You know, when I started, you still had to look after the brakes a bit, and the gearbox would be pretty worn out at the end. So you had to be careful at the start of the day. Whereas nowadays, you just drive flat out the whole time. So it's um, definitely changed, even in my time. But um, it's, it's a full-on 1,000k sprint. Well, and that, that was kind of my next question. Is since you've... I mean, we your first Bathurst was, you know, well over a, a decade ago. But since you've yeah. been there, you know, um, how do you... You know, you, you, you touch on that it, it's, it's changed because it's now a sprint. But how else has the has the tracks changed since you turned into turned up into the category? I think it's just the intensity's gotten so much, so much better. And, and also when I started you could pair the main drivers. So that basically cut the competitive cars in half. So now we have, there's still 20 cars, 15 to 20 cars that could be fast on their day. It's it's pretty awesome as a category, you know, and, and in qualifying, I think, you know, the top 20 is separated by a second around there. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, and that's something that wasn't quite there in, in my first few Bathurst. And yeah, now that... Um, you have to stay in your own car. It's got certainly tougher and tougher. If you... It, it's really, uh, you know, um, how do you go sitting in the garage watching some... Watching This year it'll be Earl Bamber, last year it was Matt Campbell. How do you go sitting in the garage watching someone else take control of your race car and, and, and take it out on the, on the circuit? Yes, yeah, certainly um, I'm, I'm quite lucky the last four or five years I've had co-drivers that I trust and actually most of my career I've had really good co-drivers um probably the only time you don't like watching is the Sandown co-driver race you know (laughs) where they have to fully do a race start and then a full race um in close quarters a sprint race Mm -hmm. Uh, but Bathurst you know they get so much more laps in practice um and then normally you do the start of the race and then they jump in uh mid first stint and they, they can come out in clean air and get up to speed at their own pace. So Bathurst, you have no worries. And, you know, I trust Earl and know that he's the right guy for the job for us. So it's fine. One of the biggest moments throughout the entire week comes on the Saturday afternoon with the Top 10 shootout. And you've been good enough and fortunate enough to be in quite a few of those over the years. But it's, yeah. it's always struck me as a, being a bit of a weird day because you have, you're in the car in the morning and practice six and then you're out of it for six hours and then you have to try and turn it all up for, one, for the fastest lap of the weekend. Like how, how is that as a challenge from your perspective? Well, I, I always want to get in the shootout, otherwise Saturday's a boring day. But um, <laughs> you, want to, 
yeah, you sort of do practice and it's hard because the track is so much difference between the last practice and the shootout, but also there's so much time, you know. So if you have a shootout sim on Saturday, Saturday morning, then you've got all day to think about it and psych yourself out. So it's pretty, it is a pretty hard day, but it's one of the most exciting days in racing, you know. If you're, if you're lucky enough to get in that shootout, the, the feeling of having that track to yourself is pretty darn awesome. Um, and, yeah, lucky enough, I think I haven't missed one for a while and touch wood that, that carries on. But, um, yeah, I've, I've had some pretty awesome cars around Bathurst in my time. What do you, you – you've had a – you mentioned before you've had a variety of co-drivers throughout the years. This year it's Bamba, last year Matt Campbell. What do you think you learn most from your co-drivers? Well, they all all have different different backgrounds, you know, and you know some are, were highly strung and very intense, you know, like Alex Alex Prama. Some were the opposite, relaxed like Webby, and but all all had their different um, backgrounds and experiences. And I think you know Earl's had such a he's had such a vast majority of racing enduros in all different kind of categories, and um, he's he's a good asset to have. He's brought some good stuff to the table for our team, and. You know, the simple stuff like driver changes as well. He's jumped in and out of so many cars. That that certainly helps. But, yeah, just having all different experienced guys and then also different driving styles, um, I think the most important is having someone who can drive the same car as you. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex and I were a little bit different. We had to compromise a bit for him. He left foot brakes and, you know, the braking style was very different, which... Um, in turn, makes the, the entry to the corner a lot different with the setup. Um, whereas whereas Earl and Matty Campbell were a pretty open book, you know, because they drive such different cars and they come in with their eyes open and just deal with the car and learn with it. And I think that's a much a much better way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you of all your years racing at Bathurst? What's been your favourite Bathurst moment so far? Uh, probably. My shootout lap, and I think it was 09, sticks out the most. Um, I think it was it was wet at the start and and drying, so we had had no chance to to go well. But I still did a bit of a crazy lap. I think that was one of the funnest laps I've ever had. You know, sitting through the water and sliding up to the wall and stuff. And I think we went to the top, but everyone else behind us went faster. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was still still a lot of fun. Do you learn? Something about Bathurst every year when you turn up there is this, is there something you go oh I didn't know that last year I'll remember that for for next year is it something that you kind of that keeps evolving as you the more that you race it I try and do that at every track and and every car you know you never should never stop learning and always be trying to make yourself better but yeah more more at Bathurst just something different every year gets thrown at you so it's just being able to react to that situation and and react in the right way to, to be better and better. If you could pick any enduro partner for Bathurst from any driver, from any category, from any year, from any era, huh. who would be your ultimate co-driver? Ooh, I'm going to pick two here. Mm-hmm. One, one's a bit obvious is, is Greg Murphy mm-hmm. for nice. his experience there and how fast he was. But the other one would be Scott Dixon, who's yep. a, a guy I idolise so much, and I think he's one of the most complete drivers there is in the world with what he's done. So, 
yeah, he, he would be my other pick. I did see uh, an interview with, um, with with Scott Dixon, who you just mentioned. He said he'd love to come out and do do Bathurst one day, whether it's uh, yep. I think he was talking about the, doing the 12-hour at some point, but yep. gee, it'd be mm. good to see him at race at Bathurst at, at some point during giving, as you, as you said, given his uh, motorsport pedigree and the, that, you know, incredible run that he's had in, in IndyCar as well. Yeah, and he, and he keeps messaging me about it. So uh, <laughs> if, if there's something I can put him in, I'll definitely help him. Like, he would be an awesome guy to see there. And I think if he does want to race in the 1,000 one day, the 12 hours is a, is a perfect way to start. And, you know, even for someone of his experience, that track will be very tough for him. But, you know, it's close to home, and I know he loves this side of the world still. Mm-hmm. So it would be cool to see him come here, and I'm sure he'd have no problems showing how good he is. Now, you, as we mentioned, you've got Earl Bamber this year. Was that uh, your choice for, for co-driver this year? Was it, did, did RD come to you and go, look, who do you, who do you want? Who, is it, was it there, did you draw up a list? Or how did you come to, to, come to get Bamber? Yeah, we, we had a list of um, you know, three or four guys, and, and Matty Campbell was at the top of it. Um, but unfortunately, when his calendar came out um, with what Porsche chose for him to race he, he couldn't make it and then we had another guy who um who was up there as well but he chose to go somewhere for m- more money and he ended up running last last week um and then yeah earl was right up there as well so we we got him and it's been pretty seamless you know he had the had a great one run at at winston and drove re- really well in the wet and then at our test day he was good so mm. Just every every time he gets in the car, he pushes it that little bit more, and he's he's getting quicker and quicker. So, yeah, pretty pretty good to see that. Well, he he had a, I mean, you both had a great run at Sandown, so it must give you confidence going into Bathurst that that Bamba is right on the pace, right on the money, the right co-driver for you to really get your get to possibly get your first Bathurst win. Well, yeah, but if you're not fast at Sandown, there's a bit of a worry. It's one of the easiest tracks. Um, I think Bathurst will be the real challenge for him, and then Gold Coast. So we're doing everything we can to get him up to speed at Bathurst with all the study and, and what he has to what he has to prepare for. Mm-hmm. And then he'll get the development series race as well. So he'll get a lot of track time in a similar car, and um, that, that's all it is there, just track time, laps, and just building up to your own limit. So I think we've done everything we can to prepare him in the right right way for next Sunday. Now, Shippy, who is not with us at the moment, is uh, you're, you've been your engineer for for a little bit. What have you learnt yeah. most from from Shippy since you've been working together? Yeah, it's pretty cool. We sort of have the same ambitions and also the same sort of career. He started the race after me in 2007 uh, at Sandown, so our, our timeline's been pretty similar. We've come up through the ranks, I suppose, and he, you know, he was a race engineer and end of 2009 or 2010 he started and then um, built up from there so it's pretty cool and he had a couple of good years um, 14 and 15 and then when we worked together in 16 you know we finally both got our dream in racing which was was the championship so it's been pretty cool to end up aligning at at this stage and be on a similar similar um, success level It's, it's certainly pretty cool. Did you have any sort of preconceived notion or impression of what he'd be like to work with, or did you just go in with an open mind? Yeah, not yeah. Always, always try and be open-minded, but it certainly was. He works quite differently to the way 
other engineers do, but he's got a very smart racing brain as well as as well as being a smart engineer. You know, he always knows what's going on in the race and and um, pretty crafty with his with his strategies. And yeah, certainly he knows how to relay that to me in the car very well. So yeah, very very good guy to work with. Now you're. It's fair to say that your back end of the season so far has been absolutely outstanding. You know, taking race wins, you know, racking up, you know, wins and and podiums, and and now that you're the the championship leader. If you win Bathurst, would there be a special burnout that you would do? Have you have you have you thought about <laughs> where you would do a burnout at Bathurst if you managed to crack the top step? I think they're banned there, but I never think about burnouts or anything. I just when you cross the line and you get that that feeling of winning, you just I just let loose. I never have any preconceived ideas about what I'm going to do. I just end up trying to do it, and unfortunately, yep. you have a reputation, and people <laughs> expect you to do it and, and expect you to be better every time. So. I'm running out of ideas. Well, I, I remember putting the Radio Days piece together from Sydney where you asked on the radio whether Red Bull would chip in half if you yeah. uh, if, if you did a burnout. <laughs> Surely if you win Bathurst, that's, that's not going to matter. <laughs> oh, I probably wouldn't mind paying the whole thing there. Like, you know, the, the Eastern Creek would have been good right in front of the grandstand and then Bathurst as well. At turn one, the crowd is, is just amazing there. So, I don't know. Hopefully... We're in that position, and I'll I'll go crazy. <laughs> now, um, oh, sorry. Uh, tell me, I mean, Bathurst is the, the kind of the one thing that kind of has that has eluded you so far in your supercars career. If it would it be good to, I, I guess it would be good to to get the the monkey off the back and be able to kind of tick that box of you know we've done it. Um, but what would it, what would for you personally? What would a Bathurst one thousand win mean to you? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I had I've had plenty of good opportunities and some awesome cars, and it has gotten away from me. And now that you know, I've always been a championship guy, and and always that's always been my main focus. Um, but now that I've got one, maybe I'm a bit more hungry for Bathurst. But I don't single it out. It doesn't eat away at me yet. But um, I think, you know, in 16, I was very, very close with um, Will Davidson. And yep. he was driving very well. And I had one shot at him, but I didn't really force the issue and try anything desperate um, because I knew second place, Jamie had the penalty. There were so many points on offer. So whether if I'm in second with 10 laps to go this year, um, those thoughts probably won't enter my head. I'll probably be more trying to win the race. So, yeah, it's a hard one. But... Um, being 300 points on a single day, how close the championship is, mm. you want to you want to leave with a big amount of points, but it would certainly be amazing to win it as well. And, and that's that's the next thing I was going to say because um, I, I know you kind of always on the radio ask where you know if you're up the front asking where Scotty is behind you and and you know for Sandown you congratulated your team for getting such a big margin in front of him. I mean, you two this. F- Battle between you two is a is re, is a really good fight to to watch and as a as a punter because it's it's really two guys at the top of their game just kind of slugging it out you know race in race out and everyone really lifting to to try and get the best result. Yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing and there's an awesome buzz around the shop at the moment and it's pretty similar to last year um, you know, where we start the year good they they were good in the middle and we've sort of chipped away again and 
this year we've found massive gains um, in parts and then also the aero balance being a quite a bit different and being able to run different parts that we haven't before and different philosophies. It's really cool. And I think we've made some big gains sort of from Darwin onward on, on, on our car and then everyone sort of sort of picked it up as well. But, yeah, seeing, seeing the table turn at the moment is, is very special and what we did at Sandown was, was very cool. Like, I've never... I haven't been part of that where the three cars have just dominated by such a big, mm. big margin. It was um, very cool to be a part of and see the reward for everyone for how hard we've been working. But, you, you know, you just can't stop. That's what RD keeps pushing us for. We need to keep pushing and there's so many more important races to come. And the, the pace that Scotty had in, in one lap pace last year at Bathurst was super impressive. So we need to... Um, need to keep our heads down because for sure they're going to be fast there. Well, I mean, you know, Scotty broke the, the lap record last year at, um, you know, at Bathurst. I mean, does that give you incentive to to chase that for the for the top 10 year to try and better that mark to be the best Kiwi on the uh, around Bathurst? Oh, you don't chase, chase the lap time. You just chase what you have on the day. And certainly if your car's good enough, um, you, you, you push, but the risk for one lap glory there is so huge and, and it's Saturday afternoon, the day before the big race for no points, you know. So that's a hard that's one of the decisions you think about from Saturday morning practice to the shootout in that six hours. Um, you know, how hard do I push, how do I approach it? But um, yeah, it certainly would be good to have a good qualifying car, but it's not something we really focus on when we get there. And, and it's also one of those things that pole the pole position at Bathurst has really been a somewhat of a curse over the last few years. I mean, we haven't seen yeah. anyone win from pole for I can't remember how long. Oh uh, nine. Thank you, thank you, Will. You're I mean, welcome. Since since oh nine, so I mean that's that's quite a gap. Um, I mean, is it something that yep. you that you consciously think of, or you just go wherever we start, we can win. Yeah, as long as you're comfortable with your race car, you, you can do good things. Um, I think I got pole 13 or 14, but, you know, it does, doesn't mean anything. It's an awesome rush and a buzz in the team for that Saturday afternoon, but as soon as the race starts, you stop thinking about it. But, yeah, certainly being up front and out of that first lap, um, melee is, is definitely a good thing to be be up there. But, um, as I said, we, we don't focus on the qualifying car too much, but... You know, when we turn it up qualifying and see what we have, hopefully it's near enough. Perfect. Well, Shane, thanks for your thanks for your time on this special edition podcast. Uh, we wish you so much uh, good will and uh, good vibes coming into to Bathurst this year, and uh, fingers crossed that you can uh, take the top step. Cool. Thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure. Uh, and don't forget, we've got the rest of the Road to Bathurst podcast series that you can uh, download if you're on the road to, to Bathurst, if you're already at the track, or if you're watching uh, on Fox Sports. We wish you a very happy Bathurst Day, and uh, hopefully your driver that you're, you're supporting gets the result. Thanks, everyone, and uh, we will chat to you next time.